You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> I'm Kyler Bingham, and you're listening to the Salt Lake Dirt Podcast. The Slamdance Film Festival 2021 is going virtual this year. From February 12th through the 25th, if you go to their website, slamdance.com, you can pick up a $10 pass, which gives you all access on demand to the films this year, as well as Q&As with the filmmakers, other workshops, a lot of cool things. Definitely check that out. You know, it's a bummer we can't be in Park City this year, but I love the way they're doing it because so many more people are, are going to be able to see these films all around the world. So props to Slam Dance for doing that. One film in particular that you need to go see at the festival is a documentary called Bleeding Audio. It's about a band called The Matches, whom I never heard of before, but now I can't stop playing the music. I love it. I love the film. The band is incredible. And I'm so happy to have found this one is this is a this is a gem as far as i'm concerned so shortly we'll talk to the filmmakers chelsea and aaron as well as two of the band members john and justin so that will come up in just a moment but first i want to play an audio trailer for the film bleeding audio to give you a sense of what it's about after that we will jump right into the interview thanks for listening were always a band for me that I was like, how is this not massive? They're the most insane band I've ever seen on stage. That sort of energetic live show and that hooky of songs, there was nothing to stop them. We were dreaming big. <laughs> we were dreaming real big. We wanted to share our music. We wanted to be part of the community. We really kind of wanted to tear down that barrier. The Matches were on a strong upward trajectory for a long time, on the cusp of breaking big. So it's kind of like, how did they not blow up? What was The Matches' downfall? We've been on the road like pretty much nonstop since like 2003 or something like that. Between 2004 and 2006, a huge segment of the population stopped buying music. We basically just had to continuously tour. To admit this thing I've been working on for 10 years, I don't think this is it. It's really freaking scary. And I mean, I, I get it. We didn't really, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. love that they showed each other and the fans. It touched a lot of people's lives. There's no level that means you made it. Any artist that gets to create something that changes anyone's life has made it. I'm here with Chelsea, Aaron, Justin, and John. Maybe you guys could just go around briefly and um, say who you are so the audience knows who's speaking when we get going. Yeah, um, I, my name is Chelsea Christer and I am the director of a film called Bleeding Audio, which is about a band called The Matches and their experience with the digitizing music industry. I'll go next, sure. Hi, I'm Aaron Persley. I'm the producer of Bleeding Audio. Uh, I'm, I'm 
Justin Sansusi. I play bass in the matches and uh, I guess was in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Devoto. I, uh, I also play in the matches when we play music. I play the guitar um, and I'm now also an up and coming movie star, just like Justin. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah, I was, I was just saying before a couple of you jumped on that um, I've been kind of, you know, up to my eyeballs and screeners. And then I just, I, uh, I saw this one and I'm like, oh, it looks interesting. So I just kind of plopped down with my dogs and we were, I started it and like Im immediately it grabbed me, which is like not always the case with, with some of the festivals, festival films, but it was like, <laughs> I was so angry that I didn't see you guys. And I'm sure you hear that a lot now. Um, Cause it was like that, is exactly my era of music and i was just getting like goosebumps and like oh my god and um it was just such an it was an incredible film music's awesome it was just yeah it was so great i'm so glad i got into slam dance uh, so yeah i'm so happy that your your publicist reached out and um sent it to me so yeah well done i'm, I'm just kind of curious i mean the the film really goes into all of it but um i I'm kind of interested in the connection with uh, with Chelsea and Aaron being able to get you guys on board with uh, making a documentary about your life and, you know, potentially some bringing up some stuff that was, uh, you know, obviously private and you may or may not want to put out there into the world at this point so many years later. So how did that happen? Yeah, maybe I could speak to it first and then see how the guys want to respond. Um, but uh I know that, um, you know, I'm close friends with these guys and I'm, you know, I guess you could call me part of the inner circle. And so when they decided to reunite, I wanted to gift them with like, yes, I'll make marketing videos for you guys. Um, but as I learned more about their story, I wanted to turn it into a feature film because I found it really interesting, but I also felt like their story was a great, um, was just a, a great benchmark for like other bands to watch and witness and be able to learn from um, because the way, you know, the way the matches story plays out, um, I think it could be a useful learning for artists who want to get into the industry and also learn how hard it is to be in a band. Um, and when I approached the matches about this, their response was what? why we're not interesting like we didn't make it we're not the rolling stones like we're not you know jawbreaker <laughs> um and uh and i you know honestly i i sat down i said okay well let me just show you what i'm thinking and i and i went away and i wrote a treatment and then i still remember setting up the conference call where i had all the guys on i had their manager on pablo um and I walked them through what I wanted to tell if, you know, and I was very clear about what was maybe on, you know, okay to talk about what wasn't okay to talk about. And honestly, they were, they were really, you know, receptive. And I feel like, um, you know, the kind of attitude was like, well, it's your time. If, if you want to do this, I guess, you know, good luck. We'll support you <laughs> in any way we can, but you know, we, you know, it's kind of up to you. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys have to say about it? I um, totally would echo what you said about the um, certainly didn't feel like we were that interesting. And if you really want to make a film about it, sure, go for it. But like how many other bands have 
tried to make it and like got as far as they got and then they broke up and do you think you can have a way to make that interesting sure go for it um seeing the finished product i think i think you did a great job of telling a real story but then the other part of it also was like how many people try to make documentaries and it's just like it never gets finished how many projects get started and are never actually completed so it's like oh yeah you're, you're gonna make a documentary sure we'll check in in 10 years and <laughs> you know <laughs> um but i guess you actually got it done in what five years six years six yeah which is i don't know pretty quick i think <laughs> you know movies take a long time to make but um we didn't think that our story could be told in an interesting way, but apparently it could. And that's the mark of a good filmmaker, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree with, uh, with John. And I think, yeah, for us, we're just like, well, um, as, as a band, like, you know, we're, we have a, you know, limited fan base and like, we're not that interesting. So like, yeah, how are, how are you gonna, it was, it was, it was um, really enlightening. It was cool to see how the film was put together in a way that would appeal to people that like weren't necessarily into our band. Like, I feel like the, the, the thing about the movie that makes it so successful is like, you don't have to actually like our music to get something out of this movie and enjoy this movie and so i think i think that's really cool yeah definitely. yeah I, go ahead Eric. just sorry. To, i was you know sorry i'm gonna cut you off i just was gonna say if, if john thinks that six years is short then he should meet a couple other documentary filmmakers i know but um <laughs> no it, i mean it was a journey i mean i just came on the film about halfway through about three years ago a little over three so um i wasn't even there for that initial conference call but i'm sure it was fantastic um I, but I think Justin's totally right. What drew me into the story coming, you know, I had hadn't heard the matches before and I watched a really early version of it. And it's that it is so compelling, but it is such a universal story and people can really relate. And I think you can relate to it, whether you're you know, a musician or a filmmaker or an artist, really thinking through what that process is like. Um, and I just really connected with how they, how each of the guys sort of saw, you know, the band as like their full-time job and they were so committed but also there were so many elements that were so compelling and they're, they're funny, you know, there's documentaries has some, it definitely has a couple of serious moments, but there's a lot of silliness in there, which I think is, we all need a little bit of, especially laughs now at post 2020 now, but I thought it was really engaging. I think if you can connect uh, about a story about one band and make it you know universal for anyone to really connect with it, that's what's really powerful about, I think that bleeding audio particularly, and really proves that Chelsea really is a committed filmmaker to stick that through six years. Or just stubborn. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you need a little bit of both, right? You need the stubborn and you need I'll a take little both. bit of perseverance. Yeah, I'll take both. That's great. Um, no, like immediately, like it was just awesome how you, the, the, the opening scene where those fans are getting tattoos, they're showing off their tattoos. And I'm like, like, who is this band? <laughs> like, I've never <laughs> heard of them, but people are getting tattoos. And that's like, you know, you don't see that unless like people there's like a rabid following which clearly there is so uh that just was like that hooked me immediately and i'm like i need to find out who these guys are and um 
yeah, just beautifully done. I love um, asking documentary filmmakers, when do you know, when do you know a documentary is done? Because it could seemingly go on for a long time because the story is never over, I suppose. Oh boy. So <laughs> these guys will know, but um, uh, I think it is, it's a really tough question to answer for any documentary who's in the process because you're essentially filming life. You know, you have to, you have to know when your story is over, but also sometimes life can be a little misleading into what fits into that narrative. And um, I know that a big part of our production that got delayed, or at least like something that I chose to dedicate like three or four months to, um, was uh, these guys started recording a couple new songs, two new songs right after the initial reunion concerts. And instinctually as a filmmaker, I thought, oh my God, like I'm making a story of redemption. What better full circle moment to have than like these guys reinvigorating their own creativity to like make music again. Like it's this reciprocal thing where the inspiration and the support of the fan base sparked new music and allowed them to be that. Like that's the full circle story. It's brilliant. Oh yes, I found it. And so I spent four months like documenting these guys, like recording all this music and like, you know, the process and how it worked digitally, like the, the like calling in from Matt and like having each of them record their parts separately because they all have their own lives now. And like literally not a frame of that footage is in the film. And like, I just have hours of it. So if there's some ambitious editor out there who wants to make it behind the scenes for these, by all means, you can have the footage, like just take it because it should be seen because it's really great seeing these guys work. But, you know, it was a hard call. Like at the end, I kept trying to force it in. We, we called, there was a cut of bleeding audio that we called the Return of the King edit, where it just kept fading out and fading back in with like all these different endings. Um, and ultimately we made the decision to cut it from the film because that, that feeling, that high that the end of the film has that I'm not gonna spoil, like was just so much sweeter than continuing on. So it's, it's hard as a documentary filmmaker to know in production when to stop, but I think in the edit, you figure it out. And um, I, yeah, I don't think I have a good answer for what's tell documentary filmmakers of when to stop filming, but you do have to pick a point. <laughs> and um, it's usually in the edit when you find out when that point was, unfortunately. <laughs> Chelsea, you don't think it was the point when you were so sick of watching the footage that you were just like, I'm done, it's over. No, I, I mean, I think, I think there was a little bit of a piece that came over the team though, once we sort of, felt once we got the ending and it really felt good I don't know if you really can sort of put a, like a, a label or what that was but you just sort of felt like this is the way it should end and it felt like the the themes you know were there the arc was there and the, the feeling we wanted the, the audience to really walk away with that sort of hopeful uplifting but also like it, it's it is inspirational I mean that that the whole ending really makes me um, want to keep on creating, you know, whatever, you know, whatever art form you create in. So I think it's a weird way to think it through, but all of a sudden it just kind of came, came over. I think the team and we were like, you know, even Luke, the editor, I think we were like, oh, this is good. We're, we're in it. Yeah, that's great. I talked to a filmmaker last year and uh, asked him the same question. I think he was, I think he was burnt out. It was the end of the festival. And he's like, like, when, when is a, when is a film done? He's like, when I don't want to look at the fucking thing ever again. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Chelsea, I just want to say that I like your idea of like actually putting out there to to the matches fan world because I bet you could find someone who would take the take the footage and do their own little like 
B side or like sequel. They can have it. They can have, they can it. have I'm it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm I'm yeah. done with you guys. <laughs> That'd be fun to see at some point. <laughs> I, I agree. It's great footage. Yeah, I'm going to learn how to edit video and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds easy. I think the, 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 the funny thing about, about that is like when you, when you first start like recording, you kind of like come up with ideas like that's interesting. And then you get in the studio and you're like, Ooh, this is gonna be so exciting. We're in the studio. And then you like start looking at the footage and it's like basically just like a couple of people sitting in front of a computer for like <laughs> 10 hours a day for a couple of weeks. And <laughs> you know, you, you realize like the actual recording process isn't, it's, it's very slow and time consuming and, it uh it's it's not super riveting uh filmmaking <laughs> um i uh so the the day after so i watched it at night and the next day I'm a, I'm a high school teacher by day and so um when i have my students working i'll put on music and you know every day and so i put you guys on and i rarely i rarely have this happen but like i had several kids so i played you throughout the whole day like off and on and and I had I had several students say who like who is this like they they wanted to know who it was, and um and so they were they liked it and um you know, these are like 15, 16, 17 year old kids, and so I thought that was that was pretty cool. That was kind of my experiment, and, it, and you know you know it it worked. I was like I think this is really incredible music, and it I'm curious to see if these kids will respond, and they did. I didn't push it. I just put it out there, and they can't. So they they got your name. They got like the website and. Or, you know, uh, so I thought that was really cool. So I think you'll have a new generation of fans just kind of popping up from the film. Um, and I think one thing, you know, it sucks that we're not able to all get together in person this year, but I think the the, the great thing Slamdance is doing is making it accessible by those $10 tickets. That's incredible. I mean, the other festivals totally. are great too, but you know, you know, 500 bucks for a pass at some of these other festivals. So I think making it, like so accessible world, worldwide, you're going to have a much bigger audience um, ultimately, which I'm, I'm kind of, I'm curious to see how it all plays out because I mean, like, like you said, the film, the film stands on its own. So even if someone isn't a fan necessarily of the music, um, it's just a good movie. But if you, you know, you pack it with someone who likes the music or ex exposed to it, and then it's a good film, like you're going to have a whole new generation of fans, I think. That's so exciting. Thank you for sharing their music with your with your students. Like a part of me as a filmmaker is like, haha, it's working. It's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think um, I think uh, well, you know, I'll let the guys respond to the music bit and then I'll talk about slam dance. I don't know if you guys wanted to say anything about your new generation of fans coming up. <laughs> um. No, I don't know. I was, I, was, I mean, I do the same thing all the time. Like I'll, I'll like find a new band and I'll be like, oh, this band's so awesome. There's, this is like, like uh, such a cool band. And then it'll be like, oh, they broke up like 15 years ago. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. There's just so much, there's so much good music out there. You just gotta dig around for it. I love it. And I just want to say, I think it's, super cool kyler that you play music for your kids during class <laughs> that's 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 awesome that you just played in the background while they're doing work yeah 
I love it. I have a I have a I have a record player, and I teach like the beginning of each year. I teach the I teach every student how to use the record player. Oh, that way, they cool. it's a beat up piece of junk, but it works. So I don't care if it gets more beat up. But I teach them all, and they're all like they're so respectful of it. Like I wouldn't initially. I I kind of I didn't bring it in years ago, and I I was like I'm just gonna bring yeah. it in, and and they're, they're so respectful like with the records, and like they don't want to. And I'm just grabbing it and throwing it down, and, <laughs> yep. you know. But they—they're they, so into it because I think that's one thing that's, you know, not to be a purist, but like the, there's so much lost by like the tactile nature of music, and digital's great, whatever. But like they, it's it's so cool to see a, a teenager like their eyes pop up when they can see how to how a record works and like oh there's 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 songs on that thing. <laughs> it's yeah. really cool. Oh, that's yeah, such a good experience to provide students is like because you know something that I soapbox about a lot is um is just like this disconnect in like the value of music as an art form and that tactile nature of music it's um it makes you feel that value so much more and it's so cool that you're like introducing these students to like this is music like on a vinyl <laughs> you know and it yeah. like I it I, I feel like it's such a cool thing that you're doing with your students like bring them into that idea that like music was is like not just a thing you hear it's like a thing you can do and feel and like yeah totally no, that's, and that's a that's a great point yeah no it's fun i mean it's i it's selfish because like it's so hard to get teenagers engaged sometimes and when you find something that works and it's like their eyes kind of pop and they smile and they let their guard down and they start oh my uncle has one of these but he won't let me touch it you know <laughs> so it, it's 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 really fun but yeah, anyway, so I, I got to get some vinyl of you guys so I can play that in the class. Oh, yeah, we, we got to see what got to see what we got. I'll get got some left. video of that. I'll get some video <laughs> of them post it. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I did want to say, too, about slam dance, about the accessibility side of it. Um, I think what's really cool about slam dance in particular, but also virtual film festivals and something that we've witnessed having a film that kind of has a built in fan base. Is, um, is introducing audiences that wouldn't otherwise be socialized to independent film or film festivals, like having them introduced to this experience that there are these like artists and films that are being made outside of the studio system that can be consumed in like a fun format that's engaging. It's like a one-on-one -on -one experience. And so, you know, of course we're all heartbroken that we're not in person right now, but I think what Slamdance is doing that's really amazing is like for the price of your monthly streaming platform, you get access to an entire uh, catalog of independent films that you wouldn't otherwise see. And um, I think it's it's a super exciting time. And you know, I'm so honored to be a part of the Slamdance program. And I'm really excited that Bleeding Audio is gonna be available to a, a huge audience through that platform. So. Hopefully, yeah, we'll, we'll see what comes of it. Hopefully we just create an army of Natchez fans, but also <laughs> hopefully so. we have people walk away with a better understanding of, you know, the music industry at large and how we support our artists. Right, yeah. No, it's it just made me think, cause I think uh, like, it's not just amazing music that, that gets someone, there's all kinds of other variables that, are sometimes you know definitely out of a person's control or the timing or, or what who knows you know so it just to me i was so frustrated and i think a lot of viewers when they watch it because it's like why did they not get like to like the green day status or or whatever you know but ultimately we felt <laughs> exactly well yeah i can't, I can't imagine and then, but then it makes like 
you know, uh, you know, not to trivialize anything, but it makes the story so much more rich and interesting that it was this struggle and, you know, money was an issue the whole time and it was just and then some of the i'm not going to spoil it but some of those heartbreaking moments where you found out certain things that were handled wrong like just like oh <laughs> but yeah so i think the story ultimately is going to resonate with so like you've said so many people um and i think it's just gonna i think there is going to be an army <laughs> fans that weren't there before so i think like it's a Maybe it's a good thing. This all worked out this way. I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, I think, um, and I think too, what's, um, what I would love as a takeaway from this film is that, yeah, like, of course we feel like the Matches should have been the biggest band in the world. We love them. We love their music. You know, who knows where they'd be today if it was different. But on the other side of that coin, like, I feel like what they got was almost better. You know, they were able to get a community that deeply loved them when they reunited. It was, you know, it was truly like a family reunion. And it, you know, it is something that was emotionally so much deeper than I feel like they would have had if, you know, they had a radio single, you know, but I mean, who's to say, like, you can coulda, woulda, shoulda everything. But um, I think that what they have is really special. And if we can expand that community with this film, that would be really exciting too. Yeah. Um, I'm with y'all on that. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I think someone, um, well, Cher sent me like a clip of um, that interview with the, the, the radio DJ and how he, there was like a moment he had when he was younger, his mom just passed away. And um, he said how like kind you guys were. He met, you know, after the show and, I think that that in seeing that in the documentary, you guys, you were accessible and you came out and it seemed like you were really enjoying those interactions with the fans. It wasn't like um, you like you had to do it, um, but it was like you, you wanted to do it. And I think I mean, I don't know of any other bands that do that did something like that. I mean, I would have loved that as a, as a teenager. That would have been the, the coolest thing like they they have a, you go see their show. And then they do a show, you know, after. And then if you were too young to get in or you couldn't get in, you didn't have the money, whatever, they come out and do like a special set for you like that. That's mind blowing. I think especially for a young person, that is just something like the kindness that you guys, you're, you're like the kindest rock stars <laughs> I've ever seen. So I think that just to see those fans and how like happy and excited they were to connect with you. And then you were feeding off it too. So you seemed at least from what I saw in the, in the footage, you were, you were thrilled. Um, and it was just this amazing reciprocal, um, you know, and who, who, you know, hundreds of times, thousands of times, you guys sounds like you did that. So like, I don't think other bands can, can say that. It was a good feedback loop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want to share a little bit about reconnecting with some of those fans of the reunion concerts? There was a lot of cool little moments. You know, like speaking of the new generation of, of matches fans, there were people that brought their kids to the show, like couples that met at a matches show first time around bringing their kids to matches shows the second time around, like, 
the kids exist because the parents met at a show and now the kids are at a show and it's just like it's almost too much <laughs> it's almost too much to handle <laughs> but yeah it was just it was super magical to um as an adult to feel the feel how special it was that when you're 20 like you think that it's normal and it's just a regular thing and you don't have the perspective to know that it's really the special moment that may not last forever and then to have it kind of come back around and to get to experience it again with a deeper sense of appreciation was really um really an experience to be grateful for so yeah thank you for the movie chelsea yeah i mean like it was just so cool to see that and how um it, it was like the kind of band that it, it's it sounded like like you didn't have to worry about being cool as a fan you could show up and like people's dads were there and it was just everyone seemed <laughs> like welcoming and it was a safe space and i remember that one fan in particular who said that like, i think they'd moved from a small town or whatever and they they didn't really have any friends so this is this became their community of friends and they still keep in contact that like it's their friends now you know years yeah. later so i think you know for to me that's success you know what you guys achieved is you know not the what what we would think is like success success but to me that's like that's lasting success you can't you know how do you monetize <laughs> that or you know it's just incredible the the amount of the amount of impact you had on people like you said it's like you change you changed people's lives like there you changed their life by introducing a new human <laughs> all kinds of cool things so just just wild i mean i i it's hard like you said it's hard to wrap your brain around that but like so much so much good came out of that was what i was struck by from the film Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's just, um, yeah, I just, uh, just really appreciate your takeaways from the film and and your appreciation of it. It means the world that um, that came across, and that's you know, uh, any filmmaker's dream is to hear you know what you've taken from it. So thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll indoctrinate those kids of yours. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> well, great, yeah, you guys. No. So I'll go ahead, John or Justin. Sorry. Oh no, I was I was just gonna touch on that really quickly. Is um, like when we were we were first starting out, we we played, we got to play with you know some some bigger bands, and it was it was really um, it really meant a lot when when they would be cool people and help us out and interact with us, um, you know, hang out backstage or you know go for a walk or like you know whatever just be like a human so i think we we always tried to like kind of play that forward and and try just try try and be uh bring that like positive attitude forward you know so it, it meant a lot to us so we tried to maintain that yeah i mean it's something you probably you couldn't have foresaw you were just being cool guys in the moment and then and then look what look yeah. where you're at now so that's that's got to be Plus you're on tour you get kind of bored and lonely and there's all these people that are there to see you like you might as well <laughs> see what like they did that. today 
What'd you do before the show? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Well, thanks guys. Um, I, Oh no, no, I don't want to cut you guys off, but I don't want to keep you if you, if you need to run, but um, yeah, go for it. Like whatever you want to say, I want to hear. I was just going to say, I think that that community aspect, like, I think that's what makes, I think it's what brings people into the film, right? That, that idea of wanting to belong, but also like seeing how like great people felt those shows. And I think it, I think it resonates even more now, maybe because of COVID or in spite of COVID, I don't even know, but you know, this idea that we're all sort of separated our own, our own squares right now, but in general. And so this, you know, even the thought of, you know, seeing a live show or like seeing art in a communal form feels so foreign that I think it's almost like we, the film came out like right at like the perfect time when we needed to sort of remember why it's so important to have that community and why like art and music are so vital to like our souls. Um, because it sort of brings in new lives. Anyway, so that's part of what I think is so important that we want you know people to walk away with the film. Again, we want you to enjoy the music, we want you to enjoy the story, but that that sense of like the importance of community and and, and art and what that means, I think, is hopefully a good a good takeaway. So oh, yeah, de- I was just definitely. thinking. I mean, hopefully your high school students um, are, <laughs> if they go see the film, they'll they'll sort of think that a bit through when they come out of this. Yeah, and so I think when when I was, I mean, watching it, I, I think like a lot of people who will be watching it at at Slam Dance, just I, I miss going to shows so much, and you know, I don't go to as many as I used to, but I, you know, I still go to stuff, and um, but it, it it reminded me of shows that I went to, you know, my my teens, early twenties that I had completely forgotten about. So it kind of like sparked this memory, cool. all these different memories of bands that I just completely had forgotten seeing them in smaller venues or bands that I have no clue where they're at today. You know, they're not putting stuff out. So um, it just kind of like jogged so much of my, of my memory. And it, I just got very excited watching the film, which, you know, is not easy for me. I usually am very cynical sometimes with watching so many, but this really like was incredible. It was such a good experience for me. So I want to thank, thank all of you for making it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's awesome. (laughs) If you ever want to write a review about the movie or about the band, we encourage you to do so. I will. Yeah, I'll I'll throw something up. Yeah, for sure. Just like saying, like, thank you so much. We should hire you to market the film to everyone else. Like, look, listen to what Kyler said. He's like, yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your your quotes going on the poster. Yeah. No, I love when I find something that I can like totally get behind and it's just, it's, it's exciting because I don't, sometimes you don't, with, with the, with the site and the podcast that I do, I, I only try to put things on that I really respond to, but obviously there's certain things more than others. And this one just really popped with me. So it's good. It's going to last for a long time. So I'm, I'm yeah, happy to promote it anyway. I can. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. you. This has been so great. And um, I just really appreciate the conversation. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think I think we did it. I think we I think we did a good job <laughs> talking, interviewing. So um, I'll let you guys go, but I'm going to put this up on the 12th. So on, on fr- next Friday. Yay. Yay. Oh, it, but thank you. Yeah, thank you so much thank for you, t- yeah, taking thank the time. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's great meeting you all, and I, I wish you the best. And I know the film's gonna, you know, go on to some, you know, who knows what the next phase is. So good luck. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay, yeah, definitely. Thanks for having us. 
Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for taking the time. So, okay. Yeah. You guys have a great weekend and um, I'll see you at Slam Dance. Yeah. See you there. <laughs> okay. You have a great weekend too. Thank you so much, Kyler. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.